need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is I Got You, Boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome back, Boo Crew. We are so excited for today's episode. So excited. Always so excited when we're talking to amazing humans. It's always a good time. Yes. So, Boo Crew, give us a nice warm welcome for Miss Allison Lang. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Before we get too into all of the fabulous that is you, I like to ask, ask some random questions. I have oh two gosh. of them. I have two of them <laughs> because one of them is a little bit of a quick answer and the other one I would like to hear from like, you know. Ooh, like a paragraph. It's yeah. Like a test. <laughs> like a full explanation. <laughs> yes. So the first one is how do you cut your sandwiches? Do you cut them triangle or square? Square. Always. <laughs> AMQ, I feel like you're a triangular. Yeah, she just made a face. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What do you mean square? Like, do you cut them on an angle so that you have like an like a corner piece? Or do you cut them square so that you have two little guys? Oh, I see. I'm like, I would... <laughs> Just, I just saw. This is now a geometry podcast. If you cut it in the middle, that makes two rectangles. That's why I was very confused. Oh, I love them, Pete. Okay. <laughs> rectangles so. are squares. Four okay. corners. Sh- sure. Like I, when you said square, I was like, oh, we're like quadranting this shit, eh? You're just full, full baby square sandwich. Like you make four no, little no, no. sandwiches out of one sandwich. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I, it depends on what I'm. Yeah. You know, I probably, I think I do square. The corners, I think I used to do that when I was like, you know, before my vegan life, when I would have grilled cheese, I would make them triangles, like little corner ones. For some reason, grilled cheese like that feels better. But that's the only Mm. thing I think I've ever cut that way. That's true. Maybe. I think. Grilled cheese. I do square, but I actually cut it twice. So it is like four mini squares. See, it's like quadrants. Like the size of a two bite brownie, you know? Yeah. It just fits better in your mouth. (laughs) You can have yourself like a little like sandwich and tea party with that one. Yeah, like a little baby. That was my quicker question, but it ended up being more of an explanation. (laughs) (laughs) And a geometry lesson. And a geometry lesson. Okay. It's been a few years since I taught math. So that was a nice little dusting of the brain. (laughs) <laughs> the other one that I have is if you could have anything grow on a tree, what would it be? Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to think of this. Like, like anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything. Doesn't necessarily have to be a consumable. Not a yeah. consumable. I feel like a taco tree or a burrito tree would be kind of cool. Yeah. I love tacos. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. I would pick something consumable to be honest, because I love food and I hate cooking. So something easy. Oh, fun fact. Yes. Either like pizza that's already made or like you said, tacos, because Mexican's my favorite food. Ooh, pizza. Same. I can relate on the Mexican being favorite food, but think about how messy it would be to have tacos on a tree. Like, are they already like, are they in like, yeah. How are they packaged? They're already there. You're, they're, already they're already on that plate. The plate is on the branch. Oh, the plate. It's just okay. it's reaching out and begging you to grab it. <laughs> it's on a big leaf and it just grows with all the ingredients. Okay. Or you I, could have like a nacho tree where it's just like taking a chip. Like a, taking a leaf would be like taking a chip. That would be kind of cool. I had nachos last yeah. night. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Delish. Delish. 
Those, that was a good question. I have another question now. Are you superstitious? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Becca start with this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already know that I am. So we want to know if you are. <laughs> I'm not, but <gasps> I'm almost that really? evil friend that when friends of mine are superstitious, I will go out of my way to do things to make them uncomfortable. Like I've opened my umbrella indoors and or if there's a ladder, <laughs> I'll walk under it. And then I'll be like, see, I'm still in one piece. <laughs> oh my God, Becca's face right now. <laughs> You're such a savage. That's wow, that terrible. It just gave me heart palpitations. <gasps> Can I ask it's why like, you're superstitious? Has something happened? I blame my mother, but yeah, I think that like when, if like something good happens and we go to like do that again. So for example, for the episodes, <laughs> when we started recording, it was more so that like we weren't comfortable with the setup yet. So we thought that we had to hit like start exactly at the same time to record ourselves. Meanwhile, now that we know that God bless Melon, that's not true. But since we started doing that for a few episodes, I was like, no, now we cannot start the episode without you counting down. Otherwise, it's going to go to shit or something bad's going to happen. It's probably uh, fear-based, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like most superstitions are fear-based, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. if I don't do this, then what? It's definitely fear-based. Yeah. I come from a very superstitious family. It gets to a point where it's just illogical, you know? Like, it's just not, it doesn't, it's unreasonable. But- for some reason, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still on that level. Like I, ha I, I, uh, when I start something new in my life, like when I start a new job or I distinctly remember, um, when I started high school, I literally remember standing outside of the building and making sure like, okay, okay, Amanda, put your right foot forward into the building, right foot forward. <laughs> so, like it's something I yeah. still do when I enter someone's house for the first time, like it, it's just become a thing. Wow. Oh For cheerleading in high school, every single competition, I wore the same sports bra. Every single one. And I had the same person braid my hair every single time. The one time in those four years that I wore a different sports bra. And meanwhile, that thing was stretched out to oblivion. Like they were just <laughs> flopping. I was going to say, did it even at that point. provide any support? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. No, but our uniforms were tight enough. And then this, the, <laughs> the competition where I, had, I wore a different uniform and had to have someone else do my hair just because of timing dropped nearly every single stunt and I <gasps> have never ever done that wow. like I will break my spine to save the stunt and I dropped every single one so like little things I was like okay well this is all solidifying the points that like <laughs> this, this is real <laughs> I see nothing but evidence-based research shows that this is real so <laughs> oh well, that was fun Oh, yeah. So funny. Morris, this is now a superstitious podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're just taking you guys on a journey here. Today is like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're topic hopping. Oh, my God. Ooh, topic hopping. Okay, well, enough about us. Let's talk about you. Who is Allison Lang? Tell us a bit about you, boo. Oh, my gosh. I'm asked this more often now, but it's still so hard for me to answer. Like you, Becca, I'm actually... I have my teaching certificate. I used to be a teacher, but now that I live in Quebec, I'm not certified here, so I'm working in marketing. But I would describe myself as an educator, speaker, photographer, traveler. Um, I combat ableism, and I am an advocate for body inclusivity. Yeah, you are. Amazing. <laughs> so good. So for those that don't know, I am a left baloney amputee. That is why I'm so passionate about fighting for those with disabilities and getting proper representation. 
And you do a damn good job at it. Let me just say that. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> you really do. You. you really, really do. So I remember um, earlier this month, I saw that you posted, I mean, we're, we're in the middle of the month now, but I saw that you posted about July being Disability Awareness Month. And I messaged Becca right away and I was like, we need to make sure, like we've been trying to get you on this pod, but I was like, this is the month, like we're doing it this month. Um, And of course we want awareness for this to go beyond just a month, like anything else. But if you could give a piece of advice, what is something we can all do to advocate regularly for the differently abled community? Honestly, one thing that I love telling people because I feel like there's not enough education around disabilities is to really seek and educate yourself in those departments because I feel like we're put under one roof when every disability is actually very, very different. And so what I'm trying to do this month is really find other people with disabilities that are super present online and open to discussing different aspects of their life. And to be honest, yes, I am disabled myself, but I don't know enough about other disabilities out there. And I'm trying to re-educate myself as well, well, at the same time educating my community If you don't know about disabilities, I want to let the able-bodied people know that, you know what, we aren't scared or uncomfortable when people ask us questions. In fact, one thing that bugged me a lot when I was younger was people would just stare and they would Mm -hmm. refrain from asking anything. And I just, that made me more uncomfortable and less assured of who I was because I'm, I'm a human too and we all have stories and shit that we go through. So it's like, If you notice my leg and you're curious about it, I would be more than happy to share how it happened and or like my passion in life and kind of what fuels my fire and tell you that I can, in fact, do everything that you can, but maybe a little bit differently and with the assistance of prosthetic limbs. So my tip would be to, you know, read, follow other people that have a variety of disabilities and or just ask questions. And it's super simple. And I think that will in turn start spreading awareness about those with disabilities. So. Oh, that's so important because it is, it's just not, it's not just a, like you said, an umbrella is the best metaphor for that because you just want to, even in the teaching world, I'm sure you're aware, like IEP, you put them all in there because Regardless, uh, they're all under the same umbrella, but they're all so, 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 so different. Yeah. And every ability or disability, everyone in between needs different things to succeed. So fairness doesn't mean that everyone gets the same thing. It means that everyone has access to the same thing to succeed. And I think that that is such a beautiful way of, you know, spreading awareness is that and we're all learning as, you know, funneling, funneling the information helps build that community. Definitely. You use your social media platform. Also, I creep on you so hard um, to (laughs) advocate advocate for body inclusivity as well. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about what prompted that? I first want to say that it's still really hard for me to be super vulnerable vulnerable online. Well, I can't even say the word. That's how like scared I am to talk about it sometimes. But um, Honestly, when I first started using Instagram, I was still insecure. I was not 
fully equipped to even share that part of my life. And if you creep back far enough, I don't know if you're actually a true (laughs) creeper or not, Becca, but in a lot of my (laughs) photos, I do not show my leg. And in fact, I try to hide it in a lot of my imaging because my Instagram actually started as like a photo album for my travels. That's really what ignited me to want to share online and be like, oh, this will be something I can look back at later. And all my photos are of me in pants and or standing at a certain angle. So it's like from my right side. So you can't see my prosthetic on the left. And I had become a professional at standing in certain ways that where you could not differentiate my legs. So I started doing that and I got followers because I had backpacked through Europe for three months and Southeast Asia. And then I kind of, it became difficult as I started going to warmer climates to really hide my leg and people started to notice. And so I was being asked questions. And I mean, behind a screen can be a lot easier than sharing things in person or in a group of people. So I started responding to DMs that I was getting or comments on my page, just starting to kind of dabble into explaining, like, I was born missing the lower half of my left leg. No, there wasn't a reason. Yes, I am able to do all these things. And it kind of started snowballing. And I was getting messages from parents like, oh, my daughter was born missing the lower half of her leg. And I was honestly fearful that she wouldn't be able to grow up and do all of these things. And now that I see you... I'm not worried for her at all. And I have goosebumps right now saying it because that wasn't my goal or my intention. And it just formed in that way. And I really started to reflect being like, if I'm impacting parents, think of how many young girls and or boys that I can truly, truly share my story and have them be like, wow, there's someone like me that's older and they're doing all these things that I aspire to do and they are not limited. I'll admit when I was younger, I get emotional saying this because I felt so suppressed and there was nobody for me to look up to. Disabilities weren't even discussed in media. Like forbid there ever be someone disabled on the cover of a magazine or in the newspaper, living their ordinary life, or on TV. Like, we were always victimized. Or if there was a story, it was like, this tragedy, this female got in a car accident and now is paralyzed. Why is it always looked as a tragedy? Why can't it be like, her, her life is starting anew. She's going to have to overcome barriers. Um, but she can live, like, this glamorous, extraordinary life, you know? Like... So that is what started my social media is being like, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm done hiding myself and I don't want anyone else to hide themselves. And so with July being Disability Pride Month, um, I mean, I advocate as much as possible, but this month is truly special for me. But I do want to add that Canada doesn't have a Disability Pride Month yet. Um, I would love for us to join in on that. Disability Pride Month actually started in 1990, so surprisingly only three years before I was born, where the Disability Act was signed that gave us rights and forbidden discrimination against those with disabilities. And that was signed under George Bush, I think, and the first Pride Festival happened in Boston that year. So it's it really touches closer to home for me because... If that wasn't signed, those in the States would still be 
did like discrim. Wow, I can't speak. <laughs> they would You're be, fine. You're doing great. They would be <laughs> discriminated discri- against. Yeah, discriminated against. Yeah. And so it's just me trying to educate people like this is recent still. I'm only 27. So that's what, 30 years ago that it was only signed, which is ridiculous to me. It is. It is. And, you know, there's still so much work to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's tons. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a little bit of a rant there. <laughs> oh, I'm here for that. We're, we already cracked open our tear ducts and it's not even noon. So here yeah. I am. <laughs> How can you not? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Right. How could you not? Oh. And that's interesting about Canada, not having a disability pride month. Hopefully that changes. It's so interesting though, right? I'm going to have to write a letter to that Trudeau guy. <laughs> You're going to have to, right? Like, exactly. And like, honestly, I think that that's such an, it's an interesting part of socials, right? Like we, and I think all three of us can agree, like it really depends on, it's just like anything else. You walk into a room, you don't like it, you leave, right? And mm-hmm. you really can control that. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, and I think we've all been in those spirals where we like get up in the morning and we look at our social media and it makes us feel like shit, but we just don't take action. You know, like we're not like, well, we could fix it. We just like, damn, well, I guess I'll just sit here in this spiral then. And I think when all of us figure out, hey, there are, there are places to go to feel empowered and social media is such a good place to amplify that voice. Like you could totally be making some noise and put yourself in a position to advocate for Canada having a month like that because there's literally no reason why every country shouldn't. Like this should be a global thing. It, it makes literally no sense that it isn't. So I just think it's so interesting that social has that power. But we already talked about how you have such a strong presence on social media. Honestly, I look at your photos and I'm like, gosh, she's so fierce and bold and beautiful. And you model, but none of your shots are, you know, what I would consider. And I think what the world in this era considers your typical model shots. And we love that for you. And we love that for us. And we love that for what you were talking about, boys and girls and other human beings watching you and being like, okay, like I see myself in her. And we just really wanted to know how modeling even came to be. Like, how did you even get into modeling? Total fluke, to be honest. <laughs> I started a new job uh, for a startup in Montreal in September last year. And a girl that I work with that has become a friend of mine loved what I was advocating for and saw that I was super present on social media. And she was, she had said, my best friend works at an agency and I think she'd really be uh, interested in representing you. Do you mind if I just give her your social media handle to see? Like no no guarantee, nothing like that. And I, at the time, like, to be honest, I'm still new at influencer stuff and collaborations on social media. I'm not really, there's no training guide on how to do that. So when she had said that, I I was like, yeah, sure. didn't really think anything of it. Um, This was closer to November and... I had gotten a call from her 
I think it was like a Tuesday at like 10 a.m. And she called saying, hi, I'm Vero's friend. I work at Agence La Suite in Montreal. Like, we're really interested in signing you. I know I don't have you signed yet, but there's a casting call that I think you should go to today at noon. So that was like in two hours. I was still like what? in my pajamas, working from home, like hunchback. And when she said this, like my heart dropped and I was like, a callback? I don't even know what that is. What do I do? What do I wear? And <laughs> she just said, wear jeans, a tank top, a leather jacket some boots and just have like minimal hair and makeup done. And she gave me the address and I went and it was actually for our den. And, um, Oh, I had to go. They just took some photos of me and then I left and I called the agent. I'm like, okay, what happens now? And she said, we wait. And she said, in the meantime, I want to send a contract for you to look over. I would be interested in supporting you along with your speaking roles and your collaborations on Instagram. I think that you have a lot of potential and the industry is changing. And that really excited me to hear that the industry is changing because one thing that I've experienced in the modeling industry, so it's not all glitz and glam and comes this easy for everyone, I guess I should add, I got the job with Arden. I ended up modeling for their activewear line that came out January 1st this year, which was super cool. And I love that it was a clothing store that women and young girls shop at because mm-hmm. so growing up, I was part of um, the Warm's Chant program. It's a nonprofit in Canada that helps um, fund and raise money to help cover the cost of artificial recreational legs for child amputees. That's what the CHAMP stands for, is child amputees. And they emailed me with some, like, forwarded, like, cut-and-paste snippets of emails that they were getting from younger CHAMPs being like, who is this older CHAMP? I can't believe I saw someone modeling with an artificial leg for my favorite clothing store. And I just burst into tears. And I said, okay, I'm no longer doing this for me. Yes, it's fun. And I love meeting other creatives in Montreal, especially since I'm not from here. So just being able to meet other people in this and network is great, but I'm impacting people in Canada and in the States where this campaign was launched. And that truly is what is driving me more than anything. Like I don't look in the mirror and think I'm a model because I was always told when I was younger that that's impossible for me. And now I get to do that and share that. But it's not, every day isn't a good day. And I mean, when I'm on social media, it might appear that way. Me posting like, look who I modeled for now. And I have an upcoming surprise. Can you guess who I'm modeling for next? Like, it's not always that. There is still times where I fight and I apply and I go to casting calls. And the response is, we're not looking for disability diversity we're looking for color diversity at this time so I don't know if either of you have seen I wrote like a spoken word slam poem and I posted it to social media because not diversity doesn't fit into a single box it comes with height size color ability disability genders ethnicities religions there's so many components that go into that And I know that I have a lot of privilege because I'm a white female, but I've also not been privileged in other ways as well. So hearing that, there's still work that needs to be done in the industry. And I obviously, I'm all for like the BLM movement and a fight for Asian hate against Asian hate. And I want there to be as much diversity to saturate this industry as possible, but it still breaks my heart that people aren't ready 
to advocate or have those with disabilities represented. And sometimes the response is because um, they don't think those with disabilities can handle it. I don't know if you've heard that, especially in TV, especially when they're trying to fill an autism role and someone with autism Mm -hmm. tries out for the role and they pick someone that doesn't have autism and the response is, we don't think that they're, they could have handled the role and the pressures of the job and being on TV and on set all day. And it's at what extent are you going to properly represent these different disabilities? And you're making a coin, a pretty coin off of it because you're trying to diversify, but you're not doing it genuinely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let that sink in for a second. Oh. We're like all up in the fields today. I'm here oh. for it. We knew that speaking with you was going to be powerful, so we were ready. <laughs> Sorry, I should have sent you guys tissues before getting online. <laughs> so your mail little it. tissue care package. <laughs> I used a sweaty sports bra at one point that was just sitting. <laughs> When the, one of the other episodes, I was like, I'm just going to grab whatever I can get. I have a Shit's Creek hat here that'll work out just fine. I've been eyeing it up. Oh my God. That's so true. And it goes back to, yes, they can if you give them the pro- if you give any human the proper resources to succeed, they can handle it. Yeah. And it's not a matter of like, like you said, just getting them on board. That I, that movie that you just was activated, as AMQ says, I'm trying to use that word more because she's inspired me to use that word more, but that movie that came out that they didn't use the, um, they didn't hire the person with autism to represent the person with autism. And it was just, mm-hmm. girl, I almost, I loved though the fight that I saw after that one came out. That was just a good example of it. What, what is that show on Netflix called again? I just recently watched it. Oh, I think it starts with an A. I oh, like atypical. Atypical. Yes. atypical. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't have autism. And I don't know if you, either of you have seen Superstore. I love Superstore mm-hmm. so much. Yes. Yes. The guy in the wheelchair isn't actually a wheelchair user in real life. And that I'm like, you could fill that role easily. There are tons of disabled actors out there. All you have to do is look for them. Right. And they would be way better at yeah, that role. absolutely. Like any role. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I see, what is that? The Fault in Our Stars, when that actor mm. lost his leg to cancer, but they green screen the whole thing. When he's walking and I'm disabled and I'm watching that movie, I'm like, we don't move like that. He can't move his ankle like that. That's incorrect. The pain that he's describing is incorrect. I'm like, do they even have disabled people in the back? Like watching this as it's being filmed? Right. helping direct the director stating prosthetics don't move that way. If you want it to look as authentic as possible, this is what needs to be done. So it's unfortunate because those with disabilities can call out every little thing that's happening in a movie. And we know it's not real. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good perspective. I never thought of that. At least have the intelligence to consult with somebody that you're going to be representing, you know? That's just it. If you don't want to hire them for the front of the screen, at least hire them for the back of the screen to help in casting and or editing. One step closer to being in front of the screen like everyone deserves to be. Um, I know you just talked about a project, but is there any other projects that you have, past, present, or future? I know sometimes future gets a little weird with contracts, um, but that you're really proud of. That I'm really proud of? Oof. This year has been a whirlwind that I did not expect. I mean, I know that you've talked about this on other episodes, but 
COVID has, it was like a blessing, but also a curse because I couldn't see my family. They live in Edmonton. I'm in Montreal. But as far as projects go, it's been a time to really like sit in this apartment of mine and figure out what my goals are. And I've been so fortunate to work with amazing brands. I can't pinpoint one though. If it's anything, actually, you know what? There is one (laughs) and it involves Brenta that you've had on your episode before. But for those that don't know, TikTok is suppressing different bodies online and my account Mm -hmm. has been frozen. Other creators that live in different size bodies, colored bodies, disabled bodies, um, are having their accounts deleted outright or they lose their privileges to post. And I'm not even in a bikini when this happens and I'm breaching the community guidelines for nudity and sexuality. And it's because I have a prosthetic leg and I've noticed when I'm wearing it, that's when I breach their guidelines. But when I'm holding it, I think their AI just detects it as a prop or some kind of item that I'm holding. So those videos stay up. Wow. Yes, it's crazy. So that's disgusting. Brenta and I were both interviewed by Global News. And so was uh, Nicole Zizak. Zizak? I can never say her last name. I'm so sorry, Nicole. If you Zizak. I can never do it either. I always, I, I feel so bad every time. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Nicole. <laughs> every time. But I'm really proud of talking about that on a, like a news network and really mm-hmm. sharing that side of things. And there were so many people, as I was also sharing out my social media, being like, oh, guess who got blocked on TikTok again? Me. Why? I don't know. For showing up as myself? That's what I'm trying to do is actually teach people to love themselves and be comfortable in their bodies, regardless of what other people may say or think. And then there's an app that cancels that kind of stuff. Outright. Yep. We live in, it's 2021. There's a huge movement happening. Like, get on board. What is going on? And then there's also videos of people talking about their OnlyFans and, you know, doing sexual things. And those are allowed to stay up. They're sugar baby accounts. Yeah. Straight up sugar baby accounts where just sugar daddies come at me, but you can't show up and live your life. I know. I don't get it. Idiotic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I think of the damage that would have caused me if I was 15 on this app. I would have definitely felt like the world hated me and I didn't belong even more than I did back then when social media wasn't even a thing yet. So that is probably a proud thing because global news got the attention of TikTok Mm -hmm. when that was happening. They were supposed to release a statement. I'm really disappointed. They just sent their normal statement saying they're not going against anything um and that they don't discriminate against people online but you are (laughs) i mean yeah but but i'm like uh i can read between the lines what kind of statement is that (laughs) i don't know it was a half-ass statement to be honest yeah so my whole goal now is i'm like fuck tiktok i'm gonna continue posting the shit that i've been posting and if i get blocked for it so be it but I've right. been trying to be so consistent by educating people and just showing up as myself and doing a little love your body today reminder. It takes you from point A to point B, whether you have one leg or not. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to get more followers because um, I did have one video go viral. And I'm just like, I'm not going to let anybody stop me from what I'm doing. So I hope that becomes the mentality of anyone that is on this journey with me because... TikTok is pretty powerful. And for me to be like, a hell nah. <laughs> yes, so absolutely. That's probably it, the proudest thing so far. 
For along sure. with so many others, but yeah. And imagine how I love how you said more people just need to keep doing it and keep going against it because I think in what's going on in TikTok, seeming like this really big beast, a beast that could be doing more beautiful things than silencing, you can be like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep going instead of falling into what this beast wants me to do and show up how. I'm not going to get blocked for doing it. Like I would rather get blocked standing up for myself and standing up for thousands of others than silencing and just going and conforming with what this, these guidelines, what, and they're not even real guidelines. No, they make no sense. I know in my head, I'm like, I've been bullied both emotionally and physically. I've been discriminated against my whole life. I don't even have the same rights as able-bodied people. Like I'm not going to let you push me around right? yeah. of all things. Like I've been, I've had to like an, al- yeah. an algorithm, like a social media robot algorithm, bitch. Like, no, thank you. Like, You're not even real. Think- <laughs> yeah. A robot like- bitch. <laughs> a robot <laughs> algorithm bitch that like has like, it's like a keyword search and like a key image search. That's a bully. Like, yeah. It makes no sense. I, I am not a, t- like, I am not a fan. So like, I literally just, maybe I go through cycles where I will take my reels and I'll repurpose them and I'll put them on TikTok. And on, I'll, be, I'll be totally honest though. TikTok's one of those places that is completely activating for me. So I'll do it. Right. And then whatever happens with TikTok with the algorithms where your for you page gets filled up with whatever TikTok thinks that it need, that you need. And I'm like, TikTok hasn't figured me out because I haven't spent enough time on TikTok. So then I end up getting things I don't need to see. Mm. And for me on TikTok, it's been um, for whatever reason, I've been targeted with eating disorder advocates, like people advocating for why eating disorders are good. What? That's a thing? Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know it was a it's, thing. It's interesting because I started hashtagging like ED recovery, bulimia recovery. And it's so interesting. I'm like, oh my gosh, as if the algorithms are almost saying, okay, she's posting about her recovery. Let's target her with more diet culture and like see what sticks. And so I haven't, I haven't shared this at all actually, but I just, I go through bouts where I'll like take a bunch of my reels and I'll just be like, boom, 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 boom. Like put them on TikTok, see whatever, like have a presence there. And then this happens and I'm like, screw it. And I delete the app off my phone and like in a month, maybe I'll go back. But like, I, I want to go back because I want to watch people like you and Brenta and Nicole and Carly Compton and all these humans show up. But I'm like, honestly, Instagram is just a safer space for me. I just feel safer. I invest so much time there. And so my explore page is full of stuff that empowers me and helps me educate my audience that I can then share. Right. So it's so interesting that something like we said, social media has so much power, but it's, it's very, uh, what's the, I want to say the, I'm like, I'm such a words person and the word isn't here under my tongue. She's a walking dictionary. I'm surprised this word isn't coming to the surface. It's just, it's just so (laughs) unkind. I don't know. I just feel so targeted and I'm like a 35 year old grown ass woman who knows her shit and has been through multiple eating disorder recovery programs, worked with many, many therapists and done tons of courses on this stuff. And still I'm like, whoa, this app that I don't even enjoy is sending me on a spiral. And I'm like, absolutely the fuck not. And you know what, to be honest, I, I'm doing what TikTok wants me to do because 
I, I can't, I'm not there yet where I can just stay there and show up. I'm like, fuck you guys. And I just cancel them. <laughs> but, and that's not what, that's what TikTok wants me to do. Right. But I'm just at that space where I'm like, nope. And boundaries are important, but it really is true. Like you're doing the harder thing. You're like going against the grain and you're showing up and you're like, cause how hard is it to show up? Not as you, right. I always think that. So TikTok wants you to not show up as yourself. So you want me to put more work into like creating something that's fake? No. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, I went on a total tangent. No, I want to actually, valuable. I want to <laughs> attach something to what you just said. Wow. I'm at a loss for words. Too. Um, <laughs> Same. Build off what you just said. <laughs> This is a podcast. We don't need words. It's a Sunday morning. Um, we'll just cry, you know, and like you guys will know. You'll hear you'll hear the tears fall onto my microphone. Just be yeah. like, plop. <laughs> ASMR tears. Oh. Yeah. But it's so true. I feel like I have more control in Instagram. If I don't like mm. something or I'm, I find that I'm subconsciously comparing to something or someone that I'm following, I feel like I have the power to unfollow it and then I don't see it. Yeah. But on TikTok, it's different. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And they were pushing these videos that are obviously probably very triggering and against everything that you believe in and that you're trying to like advocate against. I feel like we don't have power on TikTok. They just like bombard us with all these random videos that we may not even be interested in, but the algorithm thinks are successful and other people are feeding into it. So they're trying to push it to as many people as possible. But I think there's a lot of damage in that too. So there is work that I believe needs to be done on TikTok a little bit more. But I mean, how do you control an app that it just is structured so differently? So And that's trying to control you. It's hard to control an app that's literally built to control you. Yeah. Especially those random ass lives that pop up on the For You scroll. And it's like, I I don't tarot card reading. Who? There was one live that went well for tarot card reading. And now when I scroll, I just get like, who wants their cards read? Because people see that it did well. <laughs> like those random lives that just pop. I'm like, I don't even know these people. And what? Just because I like to read my Zodiac sign all the time does not mean. <laughs> I get those all the time, too. And I'm like, get out of here. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so what advice? Well, we're asking you to give all the advice today, but what advice would you give to humans struggling to use their voice to advocate for what they believe in? So I think you've really touched on this. You said it, right? This happened kind of like a fluke. And then it really worked for you, right? You, you, You like got that surfboard out and you rode those waves and you're making it work for you. And you know, that was amazing. And you put yourself in a situation to be in those opportunities and continue to receive them. But there are humans for sure who are like you, see themselves in you and are like, I'm sure watching you on socials and thinking, oof, I just wish I could do that. I wish I could show up like that. What's some advice you would give to people so that they could potentially be empowered to do so? First of all, I want to add, if anyone is wanting to advocate for those with disabilities, please reach out to me because I would love to build a community because it's so hard to find other people like me. I mean, now with social media, it's a bit easier, but I think if you want to advocate for anything, not even about disabilities, just about anything that you're passionate about is to be your authentic self because showing up online as someone different is so exhausting. I know so many other people have touched on that, Carly, Brenta, all of them. If you're showing up as anyone other than yourself to try and get a point across that you're passionate about, it won't come out as passion. It'll come out 
as more so like a stepping stone for you to get into the right place and to really connect with other people. So one thing that is even hard for me, I'll admit, being a present advocate online is I also like to sign off and step away from the online Mm -hmm. time because I get overwhelmed, especially I'm advocating for something that is so close to me and is a part of me. So sharing my story and being vulnerable does end up becoming a lot like exhausting and draining. And I find that I burn out. So if you want to advocate online, set those boundaries for yourself ahead of time. How much time are you going to spend online talking about something that is so close to you, but also when can you step back to get your energy levels back up? Because that's one thing that I've learned this year is advocating for not only yourself, but your community is very tiring. But so find people that are within that community that can support you and you can share those ideas, but definitely be prepared to set some boundaries first. We love a boundary setting moment. That's such good advice. We do. Because then you kind of feel like you're just a constant, like you have to constantly show up in certain ways and talk about things and be vulnerable 24 seven. And that's just not realistic for a human to do because you need to all, there's also a life out there to live. And there's also, you know, like you said, time to recharge. So setting those boundaries first is definitely huge. Good lesson of 2020. I think (laughs) (laughs) for sure. Like I definitely, I love sharing my vulnerable side so much, but yes, I'm, I'm also learning that my funny and true colors are getting lost within it because every time I show up, people want this sob story. And I say, why does it always have to be a sob story? Why can't it be, look at this funny shit that happened to me. I overcame adversity and I'm ready to party. Yeah. 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 Right. (laughs) Or even just sharing the beautiful aesthetic that we have to look at behind you because it looks like something from an Ikea. No, not not Ikea. Pinterest. It's just a Pinterest board in real life. Yeah. Just Pinterest. Welcome to my home. Thank you. Yes. It looks just looks so co- I'm telling you, I'm a creep. I look at things. Um, okay. So this is a heavier question, but I love it because I think that it offers such a time. <laughs> Speaking of sob story, hopefully we don't get emotional. I'm sure we will. How do you want to be remembered? Heavy question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm rocking back and forth. Um, first off. I want to be remembered as a badass bitch. <laughs> yeah. <"Yes." laughs> that's, le- that's less heavy, I think, if I say it that way. <laughs> I hope, and I, I mean, it doesn't have to be me paving the path, but I would love to be remembered as someone that was a part of paving the path for educating others about disabilities and really advocating for those to show up with disabilities in the media. Because we have so far to go. And... Yeah, I think that's how I want to be remembered. I don't want to get too too much more into it, but okay, I need to add something actually because I wanted to add it back on a point, but um, I want to be part and remembered for showcasing that the word disability isn't a bad word. I mean, I used to be so ashamed of using it when I was younger because it had such a negative connotation. It was, I mean, if you look it up in a dictionary, those with disabilities that are lacking like a physical or mental trait, blah, 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 which is not lacking shit. We're just built, we're just built a little bit differently. And I mean, we live in this ableistic world where people have chosen instead of referring to us as disabled, they say 
oh, they're limb difference. They're differently abled. And I'm like, why are you avoiding the word? It makes so many people uncomfortable. I, d- I said it. I said it when I asked you this question at the beginning. Okay, but that's okay. This is, I, I'm, I don't get angry when people use it, but I mean, this is definitely a place for learning. And I mean, this is coming from mm-hmm. my perspective. Someone with some for- a different disability might prefer to be right. talked about right. as differently abled, but I also don't know if those with disabilities are choosing to do that the way that I did when I was younger because they're fearful mm-hmm. of using that word and having other people look at them as disabled instead of as a human first. Mm-hmm. So I would like to be remembered as someone that helped start that movement, let's say. Yes, I never even thought of it like that. That's such a good way of putting it. That like even in the dictionary, I didn't even realize how negatively and lesser than or lesser, I'm using air quotes here, people, you guys can't see me. Um, <sighs> but it's just it's just a different access to success. It's not the inability to succeed in different areas. I love that. Different access to success. You're such a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) She really is. She really is. It's true. Sitting in those, you know, I see it all the time in education too, especially with um, kids with autism. I have a bunch of autistic kids and some of them go to another room to learn and some of them are fine to learn here. And you even have kids that are like, oh, because, you know, inclusivity in the classroom, I am all for Give me, yes, please. That's why my room is all flexible seating when it's not COVID times. It looks like a living room. Like I have all different seats, all different tables. Rarely are kids sitting at a desk unless they think that they learn best there. And you know, it's the same thing. Like kids are like, why are they going to a different classroom? Because they get to go to a different classroom because that's where they succeed best. You succeed best here, so you stay here. It's not a, they need, they're lesser than because they, so they go to this room or they're lesser than so they go get PT it's so that they can be successful too, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I could go on a tangent on there, but that's such a beautiful way to be remembered. And I think you're fully on the pathway of <laughs> being there because you're doing it. It's happening. Thank it's you. happening for sure. And thank you for saying that because, well, you are, I know you know this because you listen to the pod, but we're huge advocates for learning and unlearning. And I know Becca and I talk about this all the time, like the, the stuff that we have learned from mm-hmm. our guests and from showing up in this space and having people say, all right, well, you asked for it. Mm-hmm. You want to be better here, do this instead. And here's why we're always so open to that. So for me, some, something saying like, you know, for me, I, when I say, when I say the term differently abled, I actually am like, I think that sounds beautiful because I think that puts a positive spin on things, but other people might be like, you're being toxically positive. You're avoiding, you know, the word. And for, it really isn't me avoiding the word. I just am like, I just think it sounds beautiful. badass. <laughs> like yeah. it almost sounds like you have like a superpower hero. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I do like say I'm one fourth but... bionic because I have two arms and one leg. <laughs> that is you so, do say that. Yes, you That's... are. <laughs> that I is love amazing. That. But I, I appreciate it. I do, we we appreciate it. We appreciate mm-hmm. the whole the movement of learning and unlearning, and we're always trying to be better. So thank you for saying that. I'm glad that you you piped in and said that for sure. Well, thank you for creating a platform where the people are able to feel comfortable having these discussions. So I think you guys need a pat on the back for that. <laughs> Let's just all cheer each other on. Yeah. <laughs> the best. This is the, the greatest. 
good. Okay, so I, I really love, I, I remember that you did say that. I remember, I think you did like a reel on being a quarter bionic or something like that, or you mentioned it in the caption, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yes, <laughs> so good. Probably on, oh, it's in my, cl- uh, on Clubhouse, in my description. That's where we met, oh, too. Yeah. yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah, that is where we met. It's like, honestly, the best. That's so great. Um, so you've been talking about, we've been talking about bodies a lot, and I mean, it is a, it is a big platform for our pod. What is one word you would use to describe your current relationship with your body? Proud. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. We need Becca to always get so excited. I do. <laughs> it's a different word every time. Like we haven't had any repeats. Like nope. now I feel like I'm just, chal- we're just challenging the universe Nobody here. Nobody has said proud yet. No. Nobody. No. I'm shocked even. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought for sure I would be recycling that word, but I do feel proud. No. Yes. No. It's so interesting, right? Because this question could be answered literally like you could answer it differently tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. You could answer it different next week, but we love asking it because it's like, all right, now, right now, like your current relationship <laughs> with your body in this moment. And it's so empowering because people answer pretty quickly. And I, we love that, right? Like you can see, like we just watched you, you can see it come off the top of your head and that's exactly, you know, what it should be. But proud is a great, great word. Great word. See, now we have to, we should make like just a board of everything. We have to. In like, yeah. in not a, in not a true crimey way, but kind of a true crimey way where like oh you have gosh, a board Becca. of like all the faces and then their words that connect. Like a web? Yeah. Like a web on a whiteboard? Yeah. Please do that. I think that'd be amazing. I think that okay. looking at, looking right. back at that might be extremely powerful. Okay. I'm just saying. Yes. Yes. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Tell us about. I love that this question has just weaved its way into um, a bunch of episodes because AMQ asked me this and I just, re- I really want to redo. I'm still waiting for that moment. It will be okay, next well, We can redo it. Redo it. <laughs> Tell us about your ideal Allison day. Where would you be? Who would you be with? What would you be doing? Okay. It's easy for me today because I miss my family so, so much. I haven't seen them since September because of the pandemic and I am actually going home at the end of this month. I'm so excited. Yay! So I know I could cry. I'm so excited because I'm very close with my parents. I talk to them all the time. So my ideal day, if I could pick mom and dad, if you're listening, this is what I want to do when I come visit. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) My ideal day would be Waking up in my parents' house, sitting on their back deck and having coffee with the dogs. They just got a second puppy, so I'm really excited to meet her. And chatting, and then maybe driving to the mountains, because Jasper is not too far, and that's where we always went on family vacations. Or going for a walk through the- Gorgeous there. Yes. I thought Jasper was the pet's name. (laughs) No, the Rockies in Alberta. Yeah. Got it, got it. And or just going for a walk in the River Valley in Edmonton and then ordering Chinese food as a family with my siblings and my parents from my favorite Chinese food restaurant back home. So that would be my ideal day. Yes, that's a beautiful day. Thank you. Just a quick trip to the mountain. Yes, (laughs) let me just mountain climb, (laughs) refuel. Oh, I love it. That's a great day. What about you guys? What would your ideal day be? You could pick what to do. Oh my gosh. Becca's Becca's answer before was so a very Becca okay, answer. First off, I want to I need to defend myself on this because I was not prepared for the question. Well, yeah, that was the point of the question. That right. was the point. Right. So I feel like I didn't think about it logically and I thought about it like like a kid. 
I was, I tapped in. Yeah, she did. She asked about different, she was like, okay, can I d- divide it into different parts of the day? Can it be like morning, afternoon, evening, and night? I was like, sure, do it. It's your day. Like, do what you want to do. <laughs> Oprah was tapped in. Lizzo was tapped in. Michelle Obama was tapped in. Like brunch wow. and then shopping. Like, she, yeah, she had a whole. Bottomless mimosas with Lizzo, I think was mentioned. Flash dance party with Shanti while you were shopping with Lizzo. Yeah, like he in just like came up and he was like, oh my gosh, so good to see you. Let's twerk together. And then that would be, I just want to be in a sandwich of Shanti's booty and Lizzo's booty. And like, I am the peanut butter and jelly. Oh my gosh. Okay, that sounds like a magical day. <laughs> but like everyone else's oh. answers have been so like beautiful and peaceful and I just like went for it like a kid on in Chuck E. Cheese. But I think I don't even know. I think our answers would change based on the day. Like you said, how the answers about our body yeah, change agreed. day by day. Because right now I'm just yeah. so looking forward to going home for the first time in almost a year. I think that's where I'm pulling that. But I think my my bottom bottomless mimosas, hell yeah. <laughs> yes yes with Lizzo like you know yeah specific that woman is so honest on her socials can you imagine you get some mimosas in her that girl's gonna be like it would be Whoa. my dream oh my gosh I yeah. just love her so much <laughs> oh yeah. god I don't even remember what my answer was to be quite honest I don't know if okay, I remember if what my now. ideal day looked like yeah well so again I, I really like that you're saying that it depends on when you ask because I have quite honestly been feeling myself slowly burn out for like a very long time. Um, like, like not even like burning the candle at both ends, but just like just burning the, the candle is just burned out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you get, it's like when you have one of those like bath and body works candles and you're like, I still oh. have some in here. And you're like trying to light the wick. Literally my life, you know? It's a really and, good metaphor. Really good Right? Metaphor, like that's yeah. literally, I, I'm, I'm that person too. I'm like, no, this pumpkin spice candle smells delicious and I can still see some wax. Like we got this. And I just sit there like, and that's how I feel like I'm, that's how I feel like I am with my life currently. And next week, um, my, my husband and I are going to our family cottage and our cottage is on an island with limited Wi-Fi, like very, very little Wi-Fi. And when I went there last summer, my life was in a very different place. I was like very go, 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 focused on dollar signs, focused on like just all of these advancements in life that are not bad in any way, but I lost myself in the process. And it'll be really nice going back and just being like, I'm gonna work out on the dock and I'm not gonna work. And if this Insta story doesn't upload, like, fuck it. It's not the end of the world. Oh, yes. Year, I am. Wait, hold on. Can we just take a, I'm going to interrupt the shit out of you right now. a big thing for Becca. Yeah. Yes, it is. No, that's a big thing for you. Not a big thing for me. I think it's a big thing for you. But you remind me a lot of this stuff. So you're probably like, what? I put you in friendship timeouts. I'm like, I'm actually, yeah. I'm going to force you. I'm not going to answer what you think this graphic should look like for the pod until <laughs> you just take a fucking seat. <laughs> We all need friends like you, though. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, because it's just, I I remember how I felt. Like, I remember working out on that dock and then, like, being like, okay, but, like, okay, okay, I have to answer this message. And literally, guys, like, like, you can't see, but I literally would, you know, take... I was telling Becca, like I was taking my cell phone and just like running up the mountain, like trying to get a signal so that I could send an email. And it was the most stressful 
thing in the world. And I was like, absolutely the fuck not. So my perfect day is going to, it's going <laughs> to happen next week. And it's going to be wake up at the cottage and it's literally like surrounded by trees. It's on the lake. So you, we have a lake view, get up, drink some coffee. Andrew will make me some breakfast because he's a gem. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make him make me tofu scramble and he's going to make himself his eggs. And that's too bad for him. He's going to have to have two little, you know, hands, hands yeah. going. And I will read and meditate and pull my affirmation cards and then go down to the dock and press play on a workout and literally blow up my unicorn floaty and just fucking float in the lake for the day. <laughs> like that's what I'm going to do. And I just, even the idea of doing that, like, because I'm such a go, go, go kind of person saying it out loud stresses me out. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you're going to relax? Like, I don't know. The Enneagram eight in me, the control freak is like, what? No Wi-Fi? Like, it's just, it's the end of the world for me, you know, but I'm, I know I need it. And so I'm going to do it. And again, like, if you had asked me this like a couple months ago, I would have said something totally different. If you last year, there's right now, last year, there's 0% chance I would have said my ideal day is like laying on the dock at the cottage. I wouldn't have, I would have been like, are you get up, get up, work out for, work for 16 hours. Um, yeah. do like, you know what I mean? I was very like focused on working. And then if somebody had just told me I was going to burn out, I wouldn't have listened to them. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to show your chichis to the dock? Are you going to be naked on the dock? Oh. <laughs> what are chichis? Oh, please, please. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it depends. Like we have, we have neighbors, like we have a neighbor that's like right next door. I did it last year though. I just tanned and I didn't give a fuck. Andrew comes down and he's like, yeah. he's like, do you know that Jim's there? Right. I was like, don't. Listen, Jim can see happy. He sees my boobs. Jim, you're welcome. Free the nipple. Yeah. He's fucking walking around fixing his boat naked from the, you know, waist up. What's the problem? Like, if I have to see Jim's sack swaying around, I can show my areolas whenever I damn well please. I'm all about free the nipple. Listen, with with Aries' new bathing suits (laughs) this year, it's like, I've already said this to Becca. I have a couple new Aries bathers and I love me some Aries, okay? We know this. But- I think that Aries should just rename their swim line this year, Areola, because all of my nipples show yeah. in every single bathroom. Really? I, I expect to yeah. see proof of this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen. Now I sound like a perv. Can you send me pictures of your Areolas? I had to send Becca a photo that I posted. <laughs> send Literally. Me- Literally, literally, I sent Becca like a photo that I took like a couple of weeks back on the balcony. And I said, okay. I didn't believe you. This is my nipple, right? Like, I can't post this, right? Like, I was like zooming I in. I was like, nah, it's definitely your areola boo. But you can post yeah. it. Go for it. <laughs> I said, it's not, it's enough. It wasn't enough that like you could say it's shade or you could just say. I still posted it. I 100% oh, yeah, I posted it. And that. I didn't face tune it or anything. <laughs> See? I'll just show you which one so you can then zoom in and be like, oh, there she is. Playing peekaboo. I'm, I wish there was like a pepperoni piece emoji because that's what I would comment. It's just pepperoni pieces. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yes. Breathe a nipple. Piece. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I'm doing, which is, again, we talked about boundary setting and like we, I, I suck at this. Becca wasn't always great at it and mm-hmm. she still struggles, but she's so good at telling me 
shut the fuck up and set my boundaries. Like, <laughs> like I remember this week she literally sent me a message and she was like, it was something I did on social. Like I was very kind to somebody that I probably shouldn't have been as kind to. And she sent me a message and she was like, all right, here's what's up. <laughs> I know that you like celebrating people. But some people don't deserve to be celebrated if they're dragging you through the mud and they're terrible to you. So just, I want you to know that by doing that, you're opening up the gates for that person to think that they can continue to take advantage of you. So you have to set those boundaries. But like me, I'm like, oh my gosh, crafts and snaps for you. Like you did something good in your life. And Becca's like, no, like you think you're doing this good thing, but you're just screwing yourself. Right. And so don't hurt my like. friend's feelings. Don't yeah, hurt like, my feelings. I read something recently and it was so powerful. You teach people how to treat you. Yeah, you do. Totally. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I mean. I've literally been burning out for honestly like over a year and it has nothing to do with the pandemic. It just literally happened to have overlapped. It was just something, a part of my life that I was entering that happened to overlap with the pandemic. So it like heightened everything, but the people pleaser in me just got mm -hmm. screwed in the process. And even, you know, those, I, I just saw a reel and I'm totally going to make it. And it's like, you know, I don't care about you. Like, I don't care about everybody liking me. I don't even like everybody. And it's yeah, like, yeah. right? True. Right? You why do we care? Yep. You don't even like everybody. So why do you need everybody to like you? Exactly. Yeah. And that's okay. <sighs> that's okay. That's one of the biggest things I teach my 10-year-old students because they're all 10 and they're mm -hmm. all, the drama is, I'm like, I, lesson number one <laughs> of our morning circle, it's okay if people don't like you. You don't need to go out of your way to be mean. I wasn't telling AMQ to like go and like ignore this person's <laughs> existence. But, but she's just, like, she's like, maybe just don't, right? She's like, you don't have to ignore them, but maybe just, just protect, don't. Yeah, just protect your energy. And don't, you don't have to give too much of yourself if you are feeling like it's not a, a place that you feel it's, a safe place Absolutely. to do that, yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, you always tell your kids not to feed the drama llama too. And I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. I have an actual picture of a llama and it's like a, it has like a chain, like a gold chain gelled hair and like a leopard print jacket on. Of course and it, it says, yeah. it says underneath yeah. of it, don't feed the drama llama. <gasps> and I have it above my mailbox that I'm like, these are things that like, if you just want to talk about them privately or just want to get them off your chest, no one else is going to see it, write it down and then put it in there. And we're not, you're so creative. And they're like, you should teach teachers how to do right? things like that this. <laughs> this was in a term of desperation one year and I just kept doing it. So I was like, guys, I can't, everyone's coming in from recess crying. We're crying that broken pencils are happening because everyone gets their periods so much earlier now. And I just can't handle a 25 person classroom with hormones raging. So we need oh to. Oh my, I can't I know, even imagine. They, they come in. I already know what you're going to say. I'm like, what? She's like, I'm, I'm feeding the drama llama. Can I have five minutes to feed the drama llama? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh my God. Take five minutes to write yeah. it down and put this in this mailbox. <laughs> yes. Here's your piece of paper. Write it out and then put it in there. Genius. Oh my, oh my gosh, that took a total tangent, but it that did. was great. And I think I, I mean, but I still think it's it's pretty on pretty on brand with the three of us. Like boundary yeah. setting is super important with the way that you show up. I think the thing that kills me is there shouldn't be a difference between the way you set boundaries in real life and the way you set boundaries on socials. That's and hard. I have the tendency to set really good boundaries, like. Truly, like with the people that are closest to me, I set the best boundaries, but the people that have the tendency to run me, you know, just 
take advantage. Like, I feel like I'm getting dragged by a truck sometimes. Those people, I have no, I can't, I can't set boundaries for some reason. And I cannot set boundaries on social media. I, it's such a battle that I have every day. So I think that's super important because we, we talk about it a lot. I think it's something we'll keep cycling back to because social media is just a part of who we are, you know? Mm -hmm. But anyways, that was fun. That was a nice share circle. (laughs) 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 Nice little share circle. Okay. So we want to know what you are looking forward to. So what's Allison looking forward to? We know that you're looking forward to going to see your fam um, in the next month, in the next year, in the next years. It's a loaded question again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am looking forward to hopefully advancing in what I'm doing because as I had said earlier, I have my teaching certificate, but I'm pretty sure now that I've modeled in lingerie and swimwear, I'm not going to be welcome back as a teacher in the classroom, but I'm still passionate about working with kids. So right now I'm trying to network and get in touch with people to hopefully when COVID's restrictions are lifted and things are allowed to Mm. go back to normal, I would love to go into schools and give speeches about bullying, learning to love yourself, about disabilities, um, any topic basically that I have lived through or that I advocate for. So that would be a huge goal of mine because I think students from personal experience, they don't listen to their teachers all the time, let alone their parents. So if you bring in different guests, it really shows them other parts of the world and Mm -hmm. who else is living in this world that they live in. Because, you know, when you're young, the world revolves around you. So, or at least it did for me (laughs) when I was young. Thought every the oh, world yeah. was against me, but I would, yeah, I would love to go and visit and or start some kind of workshop for young girls, I think, to really come in, share what's hard and what we're struggling with, with our bodies. I can share my story and how I overcame my severe, severe body image dysmorphia and or complications that I had to overcome, affirmations, that kind of thing. Because I think when you hit them younger, they'll be fine when they're older, you know? But another dream of mine, mm-hmm. too, would be to start an adaptive wear line. And I won't say the names of what I would oh. call it, but it's a play on words with my name that works really well. Ooh. That's my dream because, okay, I mean, clothing is made for everyone, but I want to take a spin on it and do like adaptive wear for everyone. So whether you're able-bodied or disabled, you can shop at this place. But I noticed that a lot of adaptive wear lines are always, you know, black, white, gray. They're never colorful. And I mean, I'm wearing bright red right now. You can't see it, but yes, just because I'm disabled doesn't mean I want to draw attention to me. Give me the rainbow cape. Give me the floral skirt. Like I want to dress to impress too, but I feel like adaptive wear is always made with boring things in mind as though we just want to cover our bodies and not celebrate them. So I want to change that. Ooh. Oh yes. I have like Very a list of running, a running list of names that I, I'm not going to. Oh, are you playing in you your head too? trying to figure Me out what too? I would call it? Oh my gosh, please send yeah. them because what if you thought of, what if you thought of something better than me? So share them. When we're done you. recording, we're going to see if we're right. <laughs> <laughs> But it is 
so true. I never like, yeah, like you don't want to be muted. You're already muted in other in other realms of the world. Why have our clothing be muted colored when you can live out loud and bright and bold as you exactly. deserve and can live? Yes, Queen. You already do it, right? Like yeah. I literally if I if I I every time I look at you, like one of the main words that I think of is bold. It just oh is a word that pops Thank out you. to me. So yes, 100%. It just is right. Like you just, that's just like the way you are. It's just your presence. It's just the way you show up. You probably don't even know it or try to do it, but that's the beauty of it. Right. Like you're just, you just are, you just are bold and you probably are like, wouldn't even think about it. If I were to give you an example of something, you'd probably be like, really? Like that? Like you thought that was bold. (laughs) But I think that that's exactly what you're trying to do. And so that's very, very powerful in and of itself. You're just showing up. Mm-hmm. And people can take it or leave it, you know. Um, but you're the people that need to find you. I always uh, something I always tell myself is I'm looking for the people who are looking for me. I write that at the top of my gratitude journal every morning. Wow, I'm just <gasps> given all the AMQ secrets today. But I literally write that every single day because I truly believe that there are humans in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And sometimes you're blessed to have all three, but it doesn't happen that often and that that's okay. And I genuinely think that you're doing a great job of attracting the people who are meant to be in your orbit, who are meant to learn from you and be empowered by you and empower you and educate you and be educated by like you're doing it. You're going to make me cry. That's like Like, the most beautiful compliment I've ever got. You're very entertaining though. Yeah. Yeah, really, really entertaining. (laughs) You are. I feel like lately you started showing up a little bit more like being like silly. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And when you want to travel to schools, you just you need to come here. Test. Yeah. Take a test test drive at my school and just use use my school as your uh, your um, practice. I love you, Becca. So I'll be there. (laughs) I'm coming. Yes. I literally, like, when I say I creep on you, I need to just, like, I need to ex- explain. <laughs> I'm not just looking in the background of her Zoom screen. It's like, if you don't show, because, you know, the algorithm, algorithms are shit sometimes. If I don't see really? your little circle for stories, I will search you. And, like, if I need just, like, a pick-me-up or I need just, like, a yes queen moment, I will go to your page and just, like, read through it and just creep. I'm shocked. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> We didn't, we didn't just have oh you on God. here for shits and giggles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on. I feel so loved right now because I think that that's like the hardest thing with social media is when you put yourself out there, you always think that, I mean, people don't have to respond by liking it, commenting totally. it on it. They may, it may impact them and they may forget to even like interact with it, but it, it does something to them internally. So just hearing that mm-hmm. you're one of those people that does that, I'm sure so many people do that with your podcast or re-listen to episodes that really set their soul on fire. So, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. What a beautiful, see, wow. social media can be a beautiful space when you let everybody just be themselves. Vulnerability mm-hmm. is so hard to do. And you often question like, am I doing enough? Am I sharing too much? Do people give a fuck? First off, happy people, right? don't, happy people no. don't go around shitting on people. So <laughs> not that that justifies yeah. their behavior, but it lets you kind of put things into perspective. If that is like the fear of anyone else listening, that's like, oh man, I wish I could do that. Or like, you can, you just need to start. <laughs> be, be willing to People suck find a little bit and then you'll be fine. You. <laughs> just can't let it happen. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yep. Yep. 
Well, we appreciate your time this morning and hopefully you can enjoy the rest of your day. I don't know. Are you guys same weather system or no? Amy, yeah, it's not the nicest here. Oh, see, it's sunny here. It's kind of like overcast here right now. Oh, Sunday mornings. Easy like Sunday morning. Well, we appreciate your time. You are amazing. And um, we will link. Is there anywhere else besides the social machines that people can find you? Or do you just want us to link social? You can link, you can right. link socials. Sure. I mean, my name is the same on all platforms. And my website is also the same. Dot com. <laughs> Makes it nice and yeah. easy. <laughs> Allison, you like <laughs> dot com. It's also the Very same. Easy. Dot com. And we'll also link the um, that global TV interview because it was super, super powerful. I think more people need to be seeing that. So we'll definitely link that for sure. I mentioned the War Amps Chant program, but if anyone wants to read up on uh, prosthetics, limb loss, that kind of thing, and support a really good organization that helps those with disabilities, especially children, you can link the uh, ca. No pressure to donate pe- to everyone listening, but... It's just a great information and it's a great nonprofit in Canada that a lot of people aren't aware of yet. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. That's great. I wrote it down. We'll put all the Amazing. things in our show notes. And as always, Boo Crew, slide into our DMs, slide into Allison's DMs, or email us at hello, hello with three O's at I got you And of course, if you love our vibe, rate, review, share, and subscribe. We will see you next time. I got you, boo. Okay, thanks. Love you, bye.